G'day, how you going? Welcome to episode number 48 of the Average Man Podcast. Tomorrow night, that was still Panther with tomorrow night leading us in. Um, I chosen because uh, one of Jared Goyan, who is my guest today, one of his favourite bands is uh, Steel Panther. So I thought I'd put, the, put them in there as the opening track. Now, they are filthy owed to uh, 80s hair metal uh, as a band. They've got this just sort of borderline um, uh, piss take kind of songs, parody songs, really just as an ode, like I said, to, to, to 80s hair metal, but filthy lyrics, everything's just turned up to the extreme. they got ridiculous hair, ridiculous costumes, and big filthy dirty uh, guitar lines and licks in them. So, and they're quite funny, man. They're just a bit of a, a novelty band for me. But, yeah, um, yeah, it's, uh, Jared, Jared picked them. So if you're offended by that, don't blame me. Hey, quickly, I'd like to jump into some shout-outs, and then I'll have a bit of a rundown, and, and um, we'll jump into this interview. Um, a shout-out, as always, to Two-Way Hire Services, uh, your two-way hire service company down in Perth. Get onto Facebook, Instagram, or their website, twhs.com.au, to um, check out those guys. Uh, shout-out, as always, to Captured by Carlos, two times Average Man Podcast alumni, and uh, Carlos will be coming on again pretty soon. He's been out and around, um, getting out and about, doing some camping and taking some really mint shots and stuff, sort of doing some scenic um, landscape photos and drone shots and stuff like that again recently. So yeah, um, we're going to tee up a, another another chat on the pod on the podcast pretty soon. Shout out all always as well to um, PCC Productions, the audio visual specialists up here in the Pilbara. I um, want to also shout out to Shafted Spearfishing, my, my, my mates Lukey and Zam, who are heading over to Queensland, chasing some big dog tooth tuna pretty soon. Um, I still like to get those guys on. It's been a little bit harder than I thought teeing that up with the three of us, but um, I think maybe after their Queensland trip, um, especially if they've got guys around themselves and doggies, might be a good time to get them on and have a bit of a yarn. Um, I also want to shout out to Telling Designs, uh, helping me with my design um, for the um, new logo and and and, and podcast. Um, yeah, my designs, I guess. <laughs> um, also, shout out to Northwest Adventure Riders, Healthy Warriors, obviously Northwest Muay Thai from, uh, from Jared's um, interview today. And I'll just shout out also to his um, his wife's uh, makeup company, Meraki Makeup. We mentioned it during the podcast, so I thought it was worth just highlighting that one again. So as I said, this is episode number 48 tomorrow night. Uh, I missed last week's episode uh, because we went camping. So we were away. I mean, we left early Saturday morning. I spent Friday evening um, setting everything up and then spent Sunday Arvo packing everything up. And and, um, it was just a nightmare, to be honest with you. (laughs) We... We uh, it's the first time we've been away as a family for a couple of years. Actually, I've been away camping on my own and um, with my boy, but not all four of us together. And just I made a last minute decision to 
buy a shitty little Kmart tent instead of setting up our big three-room tent thing that we had because it was just, we were just going for one night. It seemed like it was going to be too extreme. Emptied all the tools out of my tool trailer and loaded all our camping gear in there so we sort of had a bit of a kitchen set up. And, uh, man, like we didn't don't even have an awning on the Prado at the moment. So we got out there. We had no shade. We had a crappy little Kmart tent that didn't work properly, didn't set up properly. Uh, it took ages to get this, the campsite set up, and it was just it was just shit. To be honest with you, and um, there was a bunch of bunch of people up at Croydon. We were there with a few other families and stuff, and they all had these mint setups. And I was there struggling away, feeling like an absolute pleb. Uh, so basically, I went around and had a bit of a yarn to all the different people. It was like a camping expo, man. People with soft top campers, uh, hard bottom campers, soft bottom campers, caravans, camper vans, awesome tents, just all these different setups, man. And I just went around and had a look at everything and got a few good good ideas and had some conversations. And basically on the way back from camping, we um, we spun out um, past a, a couple of people's um, houses who were selling camper vans and had a bit of a look on the way home. We were looking at them on Marketplace while we were sort of, um, while my wife was while we were up there. And, yeah, we made the decision to, to buy a camper trailer. I think I said camper van, but we made the decision to buy a camper trailer and we just picked it up on Saturday, just yesterday. So, yeah, basically saw the whole thing um, unfolded on Thursday and, and decided that's definitely the next move for us. So we went and, and basically, yeah, we're now camper trailer owners so i'm pretty excited about that um i reckon we could squeeze a few more trips in before the before the end of the year hey maybe another beach trip very soon and then out to running waters for for a, a few days um maybe three or four days in october sometime it should be a little bit cooler out there still so we figure we can go a little bit later in the season so that's all pretty exciting man um yeah what else we got I, i've <laughs> Been really slow on the stubby holder um, orders that I'm meant to be sorting out. I've just had a, there's so many different. None of it's been user friendly. There's all these different companies, and um, they've all had a little weird niche thing about them that I found to be not very user friendly. And it looks like I'm going to end up going through. Um, I think it's AliPay, which is attached to the Alibaba website, which is it's in, all over and done over in China and everything. And that was the one thing that put me off. That was giving all my details and everything to Chinese website and I didn't feel that confident about it but I've spoke to a couple of people who use Alipay fairly regularly so I guess it might be it might be all right and they're definitely a lot cheaper than the Australian um, options man and they just made it too hard no one was no there was no good customer service and, and um, the websites weren't very user-friendly or anything so um, yeah that's slowed me down a little bit I've got the shirts on order just a couple one uh, one sh- shirt one singlet for myself just to try them out for size and quality and, and um, see what it all looks like. And then if that looks good through this website, I'll, I'll order a few more of those and, and see if I can um, see if anyone's interested in, in rocking a few of them around town for us. Um, I had my birthday on the Friday just gone as well, turned 36, old, hashtag old as fuck. Um, and, yeah, it's funny because I've been calling myself 36 for like – I think most of the year, all, all of the year at least. I don't know when I started saying I'm 36, but pretty much all year I've been saying I'm 36. And then I turned 36 finally on Friday, and it's like, oh, well, I kind of feel like I've already been there for a while. But that was good, man. I had a pretty cruisy, uh, well, busy but cruisy day at work, and then a few beers with some of the lads um, on the Friday Arvo. A few people had birthdays this week too, so it was a bit of a vibe around about it and then um yeah and no, my kids made me birthday cards and got a few knickknacks and bits and pieces from from the wife brand new sharp scampan knife which was pretty pretty badass 
And um, yeah, man, just sort of had a had a nice, cool, actually very busy but cool weekend. Sort of had a barbecue Saturday um, evening, so I spent all sat all Saturday like tidying up the yard, threw out a heap of different rubbish, and then cooking a bunch of um, snacks and food and different stuff on on Saturday Arvo. Um, and then it was actually a pretty quiet one in the end. A few people pulled out and whatnot, so we kind of were, I wrapped it up. I feel I think I started dozing off in my chair by about 9.30 or something and pulled the pin, which was cool because I ended up getting to bed early and then woke up and had a, a run this morning, which was just absolutely beautiful, man. It was a beautiful morning out there, no wind. I think I was on the on the on hitting the road by about 6 a.m. So the sun had just come up and just a beautiful, beautiful morning out there running, man. And then, yeah, had this, this interview with, with um, Jared. So um, before I get into that, I'll just quickly skim over some um, some music. There's a bunch of new albums out at the moment. Um, I know that um, Lana Del Rey has just dropped a new album. Haven't had a chance to listen to that one yet, so I'll listen to that a little bit over the next week and probably review that on next week's podcast, which will just be me next week, no guest. Uh, Tool have got a new album out, and as I think I, I spoke about recently, they've uploaded all their music to uh, streaming to, streaming services now for the first time ever. So that's massive for Tool fans. There, you can get all their music on Spotify or Apple Apple Music or whatever uh, now. And there's a new album they've dropped, which is pretty pretty sexy, man. It's it's pretty good. That's that's sort of. Um, progressive metal style they're known for with really long sort of rambling and building drum beats and drum rolls and um just some really really good good stuff man and they're always so technical and, and involved in their songs so if you're a tool fan go check out that new album man it's pretty pretty badass uh, and montaigne dropped the new album as well pop australian pop sort of girl um who's got a really different interesting voice massive vocal range and a cool sort of dark kind of coming of age style of of pop music that she's sort of into um, at at the moment, which is cool. So uh, yeah, there's been, been a bit of new music around to check out. And as I said, I'll sink my teeth into that Lana Del Rey over the next week or so, and then um, maybe have a bit of a, a review of that one next week. Um, yeah, I won't go on too much longer. I'll jump straight into the to the interview. So I had a chat with Jared today, and we had a really good chat, man. Um, the dudes. He really threw me for six. Just his his whole persona and personality. I haven't actually met him before. Just we know we have mutual friends, and I've seen him around. And I mean, the dude looks like what you'd expect from a Muay Thai fighter. You know, like he's a big sort of dude, tattoos all down his arms, up his neck, um, and he just he looks like a like a mean sort of sort of dude in a good way. I don't mean he looks like a bad bad person. He just looks like a mean dude who you don't want to fuck with basically. But then you meet him and he's so chilled and so relaxed and he talks about that in the podcast. So he doesn't have an ego. He's is he he's not doing this because he's a, a mad competitor or any or anything like that. He just loves the sport of Muay Thai and he's set himself some personal challenges. And he's not really fussed about winning or losing. He just wants to train the best he can, prep the best he can, give everything he can on the night, and whatever the result is, is as long as he knows he's done the best that he can do, he's, he's pretty happy with it. He's got such a cool, laid-back and fairly unique approach to the whole thing, um, which is cool, man. Um, yeah, I won't go on about it too much longer, as I said. We've got a, I've got a sort of near-on-an-hour interview with him um, here, so he let the man talk for himself anyway. But I just wanted to say, yeah, we had a really great chat. Uh, threw me for six. And, um, yeah, you know, you never know what people are like until you have a chat to them, which is why I'm doing this, man. It's so cool meeting these interesting people and hearing them tell their stories. And, yeah, today was a really good one. Um, yeah, so without me rambling on anymore, let's jump straight into it. 
We're rolling. Cool. All right. G'day, Jared. How you going, man? Good, mate. Good. Uh, welcome to the Average Man Podcast, number 48. Uh, tomorrow night, I chose the song. So, from Steel Panther. Oh, yeah. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyone who has li- listened to this would have heard that little um, dirty uh, 80s metal uh, ode <laughs> band um, fucking hair metal track. Yeah, good so old hair pr- metal. Yeah, yeah, They're pretty funny, those dudes, man. They're pretty yeah. sort of filthy sort of yeah. <laughs> lyrics. They love the, the extreme hair, uh, 80s hair metal. So That's why I like them so much, I think. Yeah, no, they're good, man. They're good. Um, look. I just want to say, yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast and having a yarn. Yeah, thanks for um, having me. Yeah, nah, good, man. And basically, anyone who doesn't know, Jared runs the uh, Northwest Muay Thai here in town. Yep. And um, basically, you've had a fight recently. Yep. And yep. you've got another one sort of coming up. Yeah, yeah. Next couple of weeks. So well, so next weeks. couple of weeks, really? Yeah, five so, weeks and or a bit under five weeks now. Till, yeah. Right. So you're in like a training camp over here. Or are you going to go over there and finish it off or what's the deal? Yeah. There? So I'm just sort of in training at the moment over here. Um, just sort of been stepping it up over the last couple of weeks. Sort of, you know, I didn't want to peak too early sort of thing. So yep. I'll, I'll get over there this time and I'll have probably eight days to, to train at, um, at my gym before I fight. So yeah, no, it's kind of a good preparation. Whereas sort of last time, um, I did all my training here, and yep. then jumped on a plane, landed, and the next day I fought. So, what what was that? Was it sort of just wasn't planned out as well, or did it was just it all, timing? Yeah. yeah. So, what the owner of the gym who organises my fights and stuff, she sort of just said, "Look, this is when I can get you a fight." And I, I looked at my roster and basically just planned it around that. So, yeah. So it just worked out that that way. Just so. the opportunity came up. And yeah. You to take yeah. It, sort of no matter what. Yeah. And ha- and what was the result of that one? Yeah. So it was a five-round draw. Yep. It was a lot tougher than I thought. I yep. thought I was going to sort of walk in there because I'd, I'd done a lot of training and yeah. I was sort of pushing myself really hard. Um, but, yeah, like I got in there and um, old mate was a lot bigger than I thought. Yeah? <laughs> he, I was actually supposed to be the heavier fighter, but he was a good 10 kilos on top oh, of me. Is he? Was he a Thai or? No, nah, no, nah, nah. Swedish bloke. Swedish bloke, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what do you fight at? Uh, so I fought at 88 kilos. Yep. Wow. But he was well, he was close to 100, I reckon. Jeez. And he was like a lot taller than me. He was southpaw. So there was a lot of things that I didn't yeah. didn't really uh, plan for. Yep. But, um, yeah, I mean, I was just happy that I went the full five rounds. And, yeah, man, an and experience. Yeah, that's right. You would yeah. have some nerves. Yeah, on, definitely. Eh? Yeah. But it was sort of a more of a bucket list thing, you know. I wanted to go over there and just and fight full tie rules yeah. and, you know, and prove that I could sort of do it for myself. And then... Um, you know, uh, after that, as soon as I flew back in, basically, I, I called up again and said, look, book me in again. Yeah. So, yeah. Just like, got the taste for it, man. Yeah, well, before I turn 40, I sort of want to yeah. I want to get a few fights under my belt. And How far away is that? A uh, year and a bit. Yeah, right, eh? Yeah, so I'm nearly 38 now. So. And how's well, your recovery go? Um, so, after the fight, I was actually not too bad. The, the night of the fight, I was sort of like limp, uh, got take, sort of ushered out of the ring, and yeah. my trainers were like limping me to my scooter, and <laughs> he's got to drive was, a scooter home. Yeah, I was pretty concussed. And <laughs> how um, far? How far? You oh, drive? only a couple of k's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But right. still, you know, I don't even remember. I think I was still had no shirt on, still had my my kickboxing shorts on, and <laughs> they cut my wraps off, which was a good thing. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I didn't sort of know where I was for the next two hours, but uh, oh, right. the next day I was fine. Yeah, I woke up, you know, like obviously sore, pretty sore, yeah. bit swollen here and there, and big black eye, and my my shins were all 
busted up for about four weeks. But Fuck. but apart from that, nah, pretty good. No but, no actual injuries as such. But I also mean you're 38, so it's just in general. Oh, just in general. Yeah, you said you don't drink earlier. You, yeah. you don't drink at all? Nah, or? nah, I haven't dr- drunk for probably about five years. I've never really been a drinker anyways. Yeah, right. But, um, yeah, I mean, food is my vice. That's the sort of thing that sort of is hard for me to, mm. to rein in sometimes. But we've all, um, we've all got something, man. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. definitely. And what about the coffees? Do you guzzle the coffees back? Oh, or not, not a bad? great deal. Like, um, if I get up in the morning, I try and I'll go to training, and then once I finish training, try and then I'll have a coffee, and then try not to eat for a couple of hours after that. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to do leading up to this. Um, this this fight now so like i'm not on a, any diet plan or anything like that yeah. just trying to cut back my calories a bit with and food. i guess man with the tire training like you've got to be burning shit loads of fat anyway yeah yeah so like over here um i'm generally training around about up to three hours a day but over there it's probably closer to four oh, yeah three hours a day yeah so i'll try and do at least an hour in the morning and then Sometimes, you know, a bit longer at, at night yeah. or, you know, some. ideally I'd like to do 90, 90 minutes in the morning, 90 minutes at night. And when you say you're doing training, like obviously you're not down at the northwest Muay Thai spot every night. So what do you nah. do at home? You got the, the gear or you got a training partner or yeah, something? Yeah, I've got a good setup at home. So I've got about 70 square metres of matting and bags Jeez. and everything like that. But um, for the most part, if I'm training by myself, which is almost... Generally, my morning sessions are training by myself. I'll yeah. just go to Life and Soul and yeah, right, and uh, yeah. run a few k's there, and then run through my skipping and stretching yeah. and yeah. and do like some hard bag rounds and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I actually, feel sorry for anyone that's sort of training in my vicinity because I, 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 a lot of sweat's flying off. Yeah, me, so. uh, fuck, it's a fucking gym, mate. <laughs> it's heavy bag like hanging in the middle there. So yeah, it, that's it right. Is, I think I've seen you come in and set up there once. Actually, yeah. I was just sort of finishing up. Yeah. Um, your 70 square metres, is that outside then or in a shed? No, nah, it's, it's undercover, so yeah. it's actually a really, really good setup. Because um, obviously it's getting hot in the next few months. Yeah, so yeah. You want to be able to have that output, eh? Yeah, so I mean, I've got that set up uh, all the time now, so I never never pack, never pack it up, so yeah, it's yeah. all just there, ready to go. It's just a matter of getting training partners to... Um, to come and hold pads for me and stuff yeah. like that so yeah. yeah you scare a few people off with your kicks or what no not really <laughs> i try and be you know i'm trying to be friendly to everyone and yeah. you know yeah but um yeah i mean like when i'm in the zone i try and um you know sort of meditate and stuff like that when i'm when i'm hitting the bag and stuff and try and like really focus so i'm kind of oblivious to what's around me yeah right so yeah, sometimes so I'm making do, like a lot of noise and yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mate, you're training hard, man. Like yeah. you, you say, you do a bit of meditating stuff. Is that kind of like you, ha- you, you had done any sort of um, I don't know, you read up on that sort of stuff or done any YouTube sort of like? Um, um, so I used to do a lot of yoga. Yeah. Uh, at one stage, I was like doing yoga almost every day. Goes hand in hand with the, the Muay Thai. It does. Open, it really does. And everything, eh? Yeah, sure, definitely. And, and help with injuries and all that kind of shit. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. Like if I, I find that I probably don't do enough um, stretching and stuff now. I don't think now. anyone does. No, nah, really, do definitely. Yeah. Unless that's all you're doing. Yeah. yeah. But just to um, sort of, when I first started doing yoga and stuff, I was sort of really skeptical and, you know. It's got a, it's got a wanky sort of um, uh, like vibe attached to it. You know, oh, like definitely. Got a stigma attached to it, you know. Yeah. But it's still good for you. But <laughs> oh man, like uh, uh, you get in what, I mean, you get out what you put in, you know. Yeah. Like so, if you go in there with it's an open easy. mind, and you know, 
you really do get a lot out of it just far as far as breathing techniques mm. and just slowing your body down and and uh, mentally pushing yourself through uncomfortable situations. You yeah. Know? So yeah, the static holds and all that kind of stuff is not is oh, not yeah. an easy um, art form at all. Really, no, no. Like, well, I've done a, a yoga class overseas before, and um, it's probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. Yeah, that, right. that two hours was like it was next level. I was like laying in a pool of my own sweat twitching sort of thing you, know? you look around and there's like some 40 year old lady in there killing it you're like well I can't let her beat me yeah definitely but yeah. it was like full on I was in the wrong class it was like for advanced oh yeah yeah, oh, right. yeah. power yoga so no it was good though you yeah know? and you good just experience. sort of um, incorporate that into your training regime now do you just as yeah, sort of your tr- stretching I try regime. to yeah. yeah definitely I try yeah. and um, I mean if you don't then I start getting problems with because mm. I am carrying a lot of injuries just from over the years. You know, I've got back problems and and knee problems and bloody every joint pretty yeah. much. Yeah. But um, I find that if I train right and stretch right and listen to my body, then I'm not carrying. I don't, they don't come up as much. Yeah. Yep. So at the start of the year, I think for about four four and a half months, I was like I couldn't train at all. I yeah, was right. pretty injured. So. And then uh, once I sort of got a bit better and started just focusing on Muay Thai, I stopped doing weights and things like that. Um, yeah, it's a double-edged sword, man. I mean, you're already a big, big sort of dude anyway, so you probably don't need to lift. But yeah. for someone like me, I always want to keep lifting. Yeah. Otherwise, I just turn to stick and bones, yeah. but skin and bones. But then you start lifting and the injuries start coming. Oh, yeah, that's you know, it, eh? Like real quick. So yeah. you really have to find that, that balance. And yeah. then, you know, sometimes we've got that mindset where you don't want to stop training you know you need to just rest yeah. but then you're torturing yourself in your head like fucking get to the gym come yeah. on you're like yeah i know but well I that's it a, it's so rest. much of it is mental you know like if if you don't keep active your, your mind starts to wander and deteriorate and yep. you start to you know um it's unhealthy you need to move i think so that four and a half months where i couldn't do anything was sort of like it was yeah not good yeah not good mentally either you know yep. so not only did I just blow up like a balloon, but, you know, with my eating habits and stuff like that. But um, At least you don't drink, man, you know? Like. Yeah, but I think, you know, drinking a few beers is probably not as bad as eating a few, you know, litres of ice cream. I think it depends on the, <laughs> depends on the person, but hey, yeah. whatever your vice is, I'm, I'm easy to have a few beers. Like, I've been on these mid-strengths now for, for months, and that's yep. all I, I, you know, I'll have a, maybe a a gin or a bourbon on a Friday, Saturday night or something before yep. I go to bed, but I'm just on those middies and it's not a problem for me. Like I don't yep. I don't have a problem with alcohol. I drink beer in the afternoon while I'm cooking dinner or something, have yep. fun with dinner and I'm done. It's like for me to sit down and have a session like with the boys, it's like, fuck, it's, it's hard work for me, man. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Like, just don't just get carried away. I'm like, oh, man, I'm kind of bloated now. I'm ready, yeah. I'm ready to go home and chill out. So. Yeah, that's it. Eh? You're sort of you're searching for that comfort zone. Yeah, again, man, know? yeah. But some people, they, once they crack one, oh, fuck, self to races. Yeah, know? that's right, so, yeah. yeah. Hey, um, with the dude, so the the last fight you just had was, um, how many fights did the, the other guy have? Did you, did you, uh, it was his first fight. Yep. So... Um, that's kind of why I was sort of like, this should be, I should be, uh, all right here, you know, because yeah. I've, I've, um, had quite a few like sparring tournaments and stuff like that. Never, um, full tie rules before, yep. but I've been training for a long, long time. So I sort of thought, you know, this guy, he probably sort of pretty new to it and yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, he right. was, um, obviously he was actually really quite good and he'd been training for quite a few years and yeah, so really strong. Yep. Really fit, really well, to come tall. Out, come out with a draw from that one is probably a really good experience, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I just had to 
before I went in, I sort of just told myself, no matter what, I want to make it through the five rounds. You know, yep. if I don't get knocked out, I don't want to sort of be be quitting on myself because I'm yep. hurt. Yeah, you know? yeah. And yep. there was a few times where I was through the fight, I was like, I, I did get hurt quite a bit, and I was like, oh, man, I just wanted to stop. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I just sort of thought, you know, what would everyone at work say when I get back? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah, whatever you, know, you need, to use it to motivate Yeah, yeah, yourself, and my man. family and all that sort of stuff, you know. So that sort of kept me through to the five rounds and, you know, it was good. Yeah. Good. Definitely mentally pushed myself. Um, and then this next fight coming up in a few weeks, yep. uh, how, so it's, you say it's a bit more well-organised this time, you know, the um, size of the guy and how many fights he's got, that kind of no stuff? Idea no idea who I'm fighting yet. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So They've got a guy picked though? or, or I, I believe so, yeah, um, so but I'm not a little bit. Not 100% sure. Yeah, there you go. He's going to have to crouch yeah. over as much. Yeah. Yeah, not 100% sure, so. Um, right. Yeah, I'm still waiting. No, not really, because no matter who they put me up against, it's you're gonna do the best you can. Yeah, do yeah, yeah. So I mean, had. only the biggest, my biggest opponents, myself. You know, so yeah. If I don't train the way I should be, then I mean that's all on me. Then you know. Whereas yep. if I do everything I can, then I should be all right. Yep. You know, so that's the main thing. That's a good mindset. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, man. if I if I do everything I can, I mean, I've taken away every variable that I'm in control of, you know, yep. so then it's just a matter of if he's ready and stuff like that, but, you know, I can't really, um, I, I can't really have any effect on that sort of thing, so, yeah. So, where do you train now over in, in Thailand? You said you've recently um, come to a new gym, was it Oh, recently, so, not real. I've been training out of uh, Patong Stadium Gym for... Well, pretty much every time I've gone over for the whole, I think this is probably my seventh time over there. Yeah. Something like that. Um, so the first time I went to Thailand, I went and did a few gyms. I went to Bangkok and I trained with uh, Sentry. I was lucky enough to do one-on-ones yeah. with Sentry. It's like the, the greatest of yeah. all time yeah. sort of thing. Um, and then I trained in Pattaya and then I went to Phuket and trained out of uh, Patong Stadium. And ever since then, I've only I've only gone back there. So yeah. And I probably only will go back there yeah. um, just because, I mean, you know, I know the gym owner now and we're, we're pretty close, sort of like family, you know. So yeah. every yeah. time I go back, they're, they're really happy to see me and I've, I've gone, on, um, gone and cornered fighters and stuff in different uh, mm. provinces of Thailand with them and stuff like that. You've got so. all those relationships there. Now. Yeah, that's right. And what yeah. a cool way to see the, the country and meet the people as well, man. Yeah, like, yeah. And the typical Aussie way, just go over there and get blind drunk and maybe do a couple of tours. Yeah, like exactly. You're actually out there making relationships and going and seeing people and, and getting in, involved in some, some work there, man. That's, yeah, that's no, cool. definitely. Yeah, I, I sort of, it's good to um, sort of embrace the culture a little bit yeah my biggest problem is just language now you know i wish i could speak the language but speak a little bit oh very small like just yeah hello mm. goodbye thank you all that the sort trainers of stuff. and everything they all speak uh, pretty good english do they over there or is it um, broken no nah, broken english and yeah. it is a bit hard to understand like and get your, your point across sometimes yeah um but yeah i mean i'm sort of trying to pick it up slowly as I go and yeah but I think unless you immerse yourself in it then um you know it's kind of hard to learn the language yeah yeah I don't yeah imagine. yeah so but yeah. you know I think um yeah the more and more I go hopefully the easier it gets yeah so, so you I'm, you want to get a bit of a run on before 40 you reckon then yeah so hopefully 
uh, I want to try and go back on the 12th of December. So I've got leaving everything um, booked in for uh, from work and stuff like that already. It's just a matter of if they can line me up a flight. So there's... Um, yeah, so there's a possibility I can go back there on the 12th of December yeah, right. as well. Uh, but just, I guess, if I go over there and put on a good show in October, yep. then then I've probably got a lot better chance of them sort of setting me up a fight. So yeah, they were yeah, pretty nice. happy with my last performance. They were just happy with the, my heart. Yep. So, um, yeah, that, I imagine it's pretty hard to impress the ties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're just happy. You know, you can lose. It doesn't matter if you lose. but That's how, how you lose. Yeah, how you if turn you up. don't, if you yeah. sort of... They can tell if you've quit on yeah. yourself. Yeah. You know? I mean, because these dudes, ties have hundreds of fights and shit. Yeah. And you, you're going to lose. They're, they lose, isn't it? I guess yeah. it's how you come back, how you fought, how you represented yourself in the yeah. gym and all that must make a big difference to them. Hey? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's completely all about how um, how much you push yourself and things like that, you know. Yeah. So they, they can see all that sort of stuff. So they're pretty happy about that. So if I can go in and put in a, in a good performance this time, then um, hopefully, fingers crossed, I can get their back in December and um, and hopefully get three fights under my belt before the year's out. Wow. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it. then start, start 2020 and, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Fuck, that's exciting, man. Hey, yeah. When you said you got uh, to train at the gym with Sanchai, uh, did you get to spend any time on the pads or anything with him? Or yeah, yeah, part? it was yeah? one-on-one, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I was like... What was that like? It was awesome. So I, I paid for the private one-on-one session and I had two hours there with him, so... It was really, really good. Yeah. It was really, really good. We weren't like hitting pads as such. We were just going through like a lot of different techniques and just going through um, and stuff like that, which is, I kind of wanted to smash some pads with him, but yeah, yeah. it was kind of good that we didn't. So like we just sort of like went through a whole bunch of different kicks that he does and spent a few hours doing that sort of stuff. So. Did you do some light sort of back and forth sparring? Because they do really light sparring, the ties, don't they? Yeah, they like ties. Sort of just touch each other and just yeah. sort of play, just really get your, your movements yeah. out. So we didn't really do um, sparring as such, just more partner drills. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, the tyres, they just, because they fight so frequently, mm. there's no need for them to spar hard. Yeah. So when they spar and they just generally, a lot of the time they won't even use pads. Yeah. They'll yep. just spar each other, you know, and they've yep. just got really, really good control. Yeah. Just tag, just tag each other. Yeah. Sort of yeah. I mean, you're not looking to hurt people. You're all training for fights nah, and things it. like that. There's, there's, that's it. There's sparring and stuff. There's no winning. Yeah, there's no winners. There's no career. losers. You know, yeah. it's all about just, you know, personal growth and, yep. and spotting those little weaknesses. There's a big difference in the Western culture, man. Hey, dudes go in there. Not everyone. But oh, it's yeah. A thing, it's an ego thing. People would go in there and want to try and hurt someone. Not, yeah. not, not, not necessarily hurt someone, but look like a hero. People oh, want definitely. want to go and show how tough they are, how strong yeah. they are. And, you know, they want to put, put a beating on someone oh, else. Oh, for and, sure. And yeah. that's probably my biggest hurdle going into, like, competing because i'm not a competitive person and i'm my i don't have ego at all you know like i don't care if i I don't care if i win or lose or whatever you know like i don't i'm comfortable with what i put in you know so uh for me for my last fight i had to listen to a lot of podcasts and sort of get that um trying to get that killer instinct sort of thing because i'm just not like that you know i'd like even when i spar i wouldn't i wouldn't have i wouldn't have pictured that man you you look like a killer you look like a dude that's that's, just just mad for it you know like as far as violence outside of, you know, I'm not a violent person at all. You know, yeah, I, right. I, I love the art of Muay Thai and, yep. and yeah. But So um, you're looking at it more as just a personal challenge, you know, oh, and you definitely. want to set a challenge for yourself and then conquer that, that challenge. Yeah, do definitely. the best job you can do while you're putting all this effort into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, so well, it was a definitely healthy. a new experience. Like last, when I had my last fight to sort of, if I'm sparring with people, 
like you know, I still throw heavy shots and stuff, and we do get hurt. But um, if you hit someone with something big, you don't jump on them and, and yeah. keep going. Whereas yeah. like, during the fight, I had to. Yeah, so, yeah. Which was you know, if you don't, he's gonna. You know, yeah, exactly. You, you miss your opportunity to, to to put the dude out, or at least hurt him and slow him down. Yeah, and, that's know, right. Next, next time around, it's you on the the other end of it. So yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. So, but you know, in the end, once the five rounds were up, it was like you know. Just nothing but mutual respect, sort yeah. of thing, and that, yeah. that's what it's all about yeah, for me. It's just man, yeah. you know, sort of just pushing your your training against each other, and um, yeah, there's no ill feelings or anything like that, you know. So yeah, yeah. Um, do you get into do you enjoy kickboxing as well? Like you know, they have got the big glory kickboxing over in the states at the moment. There's a lot a lot happening there, and I don't really follow it too much. Um, sort of just immersing myself in uh, full tire yeah. at the moment with elbows. I mean, Gl- Glory, I think they can clinch and stuff for a certain amount of time. They can't mm. throw elbows. Um, there are some great fighters there, like uh, Boy Cow. Yeah, he's, he's fighting yep. out of Glory and yep. stuff like that. Yeah, they've got so. a lot of good fighters. They've got a lot, a lot of money, which is yeah, you know, yeah. Like pulling a lot of t- um, Muay Thai fighters coming over and then having to restrict their skill set to, yeah. to sort of fit in there a bit. But yeah, that's right. You know, so it's a little bit more modified, whereas. Um, one championship is actually pretty good. So Nongo, yeah, okay. Nongo just won the the world championship back, um, and that's full time. They do rules, they do Thai, they do um, everything MMA. Yeah, yeah. they do have some just grappling stuff as well, don't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it's all in like four ounce gloves and yeah. you know like really small gloves and stuff. So that's pr- actually pretty exciting too. Yeah. So. yeah, they're doing some some big things. Hey, yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's um, it's a. This was one of the shames for the rest of the world about, about Muay Thai is that it hasn't hit that big. And I'm, I'm sure people in the sport, some people probably don't want it to hit that bigger stage as yep. such, you know, the world stage. But for other people, they're missing out on, I think, one of the, the truest martial arts forms there is. As in, as in yep. it's that's what a real fight is. is like, oh, definitely. You know, as in just using all your weapons in the, in the bo- you know, that you have with your body. Obviously, there's no groundwork, but there's clinch work, and they're big on the clinch, the times, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, huge. But there's huge. just, for whatever reason, it hasn't quite... It hasn't quite hit and taken off where there's those money. There's that money to keep a lot of people. Yeah, no, you're right. There. You got like people like John Wayne Parr. He's ten, ten times world champion. You know, forty three just fought not long ago, lost his fight. But um, you know, that's kind of what he has always wanted to be. Yeah. To be because uh, he's a famous. legend. Yeah. He's a legend, oh, well known, famous. But he's not. You know, he's not like he's set up for life from fighting or anything. No, sure no, he's doing that's all right. right. He's got a big gym, and he's, I'm sure he's got other. Um, uh, things outside of fighting now with sponsorships and all that kind of stuff yeah. to help him along the way but that's probably all just happened in the last few years really and he's yeah well he's probably just he's, he's not a rich man i think no. he's just sort of like living his lifestyle you know yeah. so yeah and that's good when you when it can at least afford you to live the lifestyle that you want to do and you do what you're doing what yeah you love every day so that's a big part of it yeah so, that's it uh, but. so but right i mean if it sort of it's not as big as you know UFC and things like that, but it's kind of for all the stand up. Which is mad because people want to see the stand up. They love yeah. watching a Muay Thai f- fight basically play out in the in the octagon. Yeah, and people are booing when it goes to the ground and things like that. But then they're not going off and checking out just straight Thai rules. Yeah, you know, where that's, that's right. All they do, you know. Yeah. And w- where do you watch what most of your, the fights? And when you're watching fights, just to, for for um, leisure, what, whatever you go YouTube or just YouTube it? usually. Yeah. 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 Unless um, someone sort of puts me onto a good fight that's happened and yeah. but there's so much out there you know like um last time i was in thailand they got uh i think it's channel seven i think it is so that's just pretty much muay thai so yeah right so it was kind of cool just sort of sitting back in the hotel room and, and just watching a lot of fights like yeah. um, getting in the zone yeah yeah they, they used to have um 
I used to have Foxtel. They used to have Friday night fights on there, which would be Aussie more like Australian yeah. Muay Thai fights and stuff. That was pretty yeah. cool. And I think is it is it Yokow Productions yep. are, are doing promotions, are doing some some pretty big fights. Yeah, over they got, Thailand, they're, that's yeah. a really good uh, promotion at the moment. Yokow's like that's uh, who Sanchai sort of. He's like the face of Yokow sort yep. of thing. Yep. Um, yeah. So, but they've got so many good fighters coming up through there. Uh, as well as our, you know, our Aussie comp, um, fighting scene's pretty, pretty good. Pretty you healthy. know, like uh, out of Queensland, there's some really world class fighters. Melbourne, Perth. Yep. You know, um, Aussie fighters are actually pretty feared. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bigger sort of. I mean, bigger than the ties anyway. Bigger sort of dudes, and I guess a lot of them have that that mongrel in them kind of thing. Yeah, so. I think a lot of the more successful fighters are around about the seventy sort of kilo mark yeah. so um, what do you reckon they it is yeah. oh I think that um, yeah I don't know they're just sort of that. that's where they're going to get their most fights at that weight yep. yep so they can sort of be more versatile and they can fight they can fight tyres they can fight pretty much anyone they put them up against because they're at, at, a, at a good weight whereas the heavier you get the less chance you are of actually fighting ties. Yeah. You know, yeah, so I, yeah. I doubt that I'm ever going to really get to fight a tie. Yeah. At my weight, unless I hit the 70 sort of kilo mark or, which is, Jeez. yeah. I mean, I'm going for 85 at the moment. Yeah. Which is like, that, that'll be the lightest I've ever been. Yeah, right. For like, in my adult life anyway. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Um, and when you're over there, do you guys do a lot of clinch work when you're training at Patong Stadium? They do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They love the clinch, eh? Grueling. Oh, oh yeah, that's sort of like where I'm like, oh, try and shy away and go and kick the bag for a little bit. But yeah. they're like, nah, you come over here. So, but it's good. It is good to like um, just the the technique that you use. Like you know, I'm a lot bigger than a lot of the trainers there, but um, yeah, they they definitely throw you around, and <laughs> yeah. it's 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 a weird experience to sort of be clinching with someone that's a lot smaller than you. So. Mm. Normally, if you get someone in that close, you can use your weight and and strength to, you know, muscle them around. But yep. these guys just have perfect timing and know know when to um, when to explode with their power and use their footwork and use your weight, use against, your weight you. against you. Use your weight against you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's mad that that clinch work is grueling. Man. Oh People yeah, don't realise how hard that is. Eh? Yeah, definitely. And that's that's not even with throw. You know, then obviously you don't throw elbows while you're doing your clinch work, um, practicing anyway. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, without busting people open. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Who, who are your favourite fighters? Definitely Senchai. Yeah, Senchai is like, yeah, just one of the one of the best. Yeah. And, but uh, Yodson Klai, Yodson mm. Klai, he fights out of uh, Fairtex in in Padia. Yep. So and he's like, um, pretty much known for having the most powerful kicks in Muay Thai. Yeah. Yeah, so he's a very feared fighter. They go kick for kick, those mad bastards. Yeah, they, you know, you just yep. see him sort of trade them off sometimes. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. Like, and some of the, you know, some, see some people just cop leg kick after leg kick after leg kick. That's what sort of astonishes me. Oh the most. man, you can put someone away with, with oh, leg kicks, even quite. just one. Yeah, even just one good place if you're not leg kick. Position for him, you know, and or if it's the, the right person kicking you. Yeah, geez, that's right. They're brutal, man. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Yodson Klai, uh also oh there's so many. Yeah. So many. Uh John Wayne Parr. Yep. Uh Liam Harrison. Oh, this goes on. Yeah. Orkow. Um uh, Manichai. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Superlek has so many. <laughs> and, and with 
so you're obviously immersed in in the Thai style fighting. What do you um? Did you ever get in involved in or you know, interested in like that Dutch school of, of sort of Thai boxing? That there was a maybe it's dropped off a little bit, but there's been some really really amazing fighters come out of, of yeah. like Holland and stuff. And yeah, like, definitely what, like Ra- Raymond Deckers. Raymond Deckers, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a bunch of them. I think Andy Sowers, Peter Hurt. Some of them aren't born there but they still yep. come up through that school uh, yep. you know, uh, Melvin Manhoff yep. Nicky Holston I think is fighting in glory at the moment yep. but there's just for some reason that part of the world produces these amazing fighters a lot of them go to kickboxing but Thai, uh, Muay Thai yep. fighters as well it's just a, a weird sort of little spot yeah. for, for, for that hey? definitely so when um, and bigger guys, yeah, bigger well. guys. Not, not and always. It's just mates. a different style. Yeah, like, you, they use their hands a lot more, so yeah. they're they're a lot. They're very mm. heavy-handed, and, and they use their hands to set up their kicks a lot. Whereas the Thai style is sort of, you know, going kick Kicks for kick for it, and yeah. like timing and stuff like that. Um, so when I when I uh, before I took over the club here, the previous owners of the club. Um, they used to sort of teach a little bit more Dutch sort of style. That was his sort of influence. So, you know, big hands. He was a big guy, Adam. So, um, you know, big hands, big powerful kicks, that sort of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, lots of hooks, things like that, Mm. you know. But um, It's fun doing that stuff. It is, it is. It's good to use your power. Yeah. Um, But, you know... I just take a little bit from here, a little bit from there and try and... See what works for you. Yeah, just try and just you know um get my own own sort of style yeah. mix it all together sort of thing so uh yeah i mean for me at the moment i probably like you know i like using power but i, I want to sort of use my footwork a lot mm. more and stuff like that so you know i'm really looking at um the way that the tires do things at the moment and then you figure that you get that technique and that timing and speed and everything down and then the power's there. Yeah, the well, that's right. You can pick there. your shots then, yeah. you know, so you yeah. can decide when you're going to throw your power punches and power kicks and stuff and that saves you a lot of energy as well. Yeah. So you're not just yeah. throwing everything with 100% power all the time, you know. Yeah. Did you have any of those nerves when you first when you got into your that, that, that first round of the last fight? Or no, nah, not really. No, no, I sort good. of just went in there and I wasn't nervous at all really really sort of, no nah, not really it's, I just not sort of got the there and, nah, well. sort of getting my hands wrapped and just sort of like shadow boxing and warming up and maybe that's something to do with not having the big ego because I think yeah. I mean everyone that I know who's you know been involved in in martial arts and fights and, and a lot of people here talking about it that 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 nerve seems to be just a constant through most most people that really feel that, that worried about losing yeah maybe it's worried about losing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. see i don't it doesn't bother me if i win or win or lose really as long as i sort of give it give it give it everything, give it everything. And yeah correctly go you know go out on my shield sort of thing, yeah you yeah know? um yeah so but i wasn't really nervous at all the, the thing i was mainly nervous about was um trying to do the Y crew before um, oh really before before the fight started so I only just sort of the day before I had my my training session when I landed and then the next day I fought so um, the day before I had one session to sort of learn a Y crew and yeah. I went through that and I was just mainly um, worried about stuffing that up pretty explain much explain the Y crew for people that don't know what, what that is so it's basically just a um just a, a ceremonial sort of dance at the start of the fight just to pay homage to your trainers and your gym and and that sort of stuff um yeah so 
Then pretty much just go in and seal the ring and then, yeah, just, yeah. Yep. And it's important to the ties, that, that, that it part is. of it, isn't it? It yeah. is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's it's quite symbolic, you know. It's, um, some of it shows what sort of fighter you are, but a lot, mainly it's to sort of um, to respect your the gym that you're fighting out of yep. and respect your trainers and stuff like that. So, yep. yeah. Well, so I thought it was pretty important to sort of get to right. nail that. Yeah. But I don't think I nailed it, definitely, <laughs> but I, I, I tried, you know. Yeah, and you, yeah. you'll be right for this time around. Well, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Muay Thai, uh, Northwest Muay Thai, you guys, um, you train down there, what, Tuesday nights and Friday nights, yeah. is it? Yeah, Tuesdays that, is and Fridays from yeah. about 6.30 onwards. Yeah, and is there any plans with that to have any more sessions available or, or, or at the moment other plans with the gym it's kind of hard at the moment just with venue and mm. things like that because you um, share with um with, with the, the judo, judo don't you? Yep, yeah yeah which is kind of good you know like when it's good to have the one spot where people can come and train judo and 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 muay thai as well yeah. but um to tell you the truth honestly at the moment because i'm training for myself a lot um i'm sort of Focused on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm still running the classes and stuff like that, but I'm not sort of looking too far forward Expander as such. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, last year I fully immersed myself in it and, um, you know, we were running kids' classes and it was like a full-time job for me outside of work, you know. So, yeah. uh, and I kind of lost a bit of the passion for it mm. just because I was, I was never training myself. and. Yep. And things like that. So um, yeah, it is a lot. Of, it is kind of good of work, just to step it? back and just you know still train and still have people come in and new people and 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 teach them new things, but but not just uh, but still be a little bit selfish and and train myself as well. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And so, how long have you been in town for? Uh, since about two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven, and and your plans to stay here for a while. At least until I finish um, my adult apprenticeship. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at least another two, two and a half years. Yep. Probably longer. Two, two and a half. I mean, I don't know. Well, I'm asking I... all this, mate, for selfish reasons. I'm wondering if, when you, if you've, um, you hit a bit of a goal with your fighting, if you're ever gonna, if you're gonna go back into maybe um, ramping up things at the Northwest Muay Thai down there again, because yep. it's a great. Fucking, it's a great spot. It's nice and close for me. Yeah. But I think it's it's great for the town as well, man. Yep. And 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 it's sometimes like for myself, I train in the mornings. It's hard for me to get down there. I've only been down yeah. there two or three times. I think you've yep. been overseas each time. But um, yeah, it's um, it's a lot of work. But like you say, yeah. man, when you're trying to focus on your own goals of of, of training and fighting, yeah, yep. I, I see how you you would really need someone else running it and doing yeah. that work, man. Because yeah. Um, especially if you start doing kids' classes and that, and yeah. you, you, you're leaving straight from work, straight down to the gym, and, and yeah, it's a lot of extra work. Man, it it is, it is. Yeah. And you know, you have to like, do it just I would, for the love of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I would love to expand and get the get more and more classes and stuff, but mm. uh, my whole thing with running the Muay Thai is like, I don't want to do it just for, um, like if I'm gonna do it, I want I want people to get something out of it. It's got to be beneficial for everyone. So yep. I mean, I don't want to run classes just to have people through the door. Mm -hmm. I want to run classes that are going to benefit people, and people are actually going to get good out. Yep. You know. So um, if I don't have the, if we don't have um, the people there sometimes to to run the classes, you know, if I'm at work or you know yeah. something like that, 
and uh, some of my other trainers can't take the class, then you know, it's uh, I'd rather not run it just yeah. for the fact of just opening up and, and yeah. getting fifteen dollars from someone, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I want them to get something out of it, and I'm kind of lucky that. Um, you know the guys that we train with a lot of those guys step up and they'll open up for me and yeah you know so i do have a lot of help yeah but um it still is very um takes a lot you know like even though it is only the two days a week yeah yeah you know um if uh you know so if, if i can't make it it's always it's always something there that i've, I've got to try and mm. arrange it'd be on your mind as well like yeah <coughs> you're yeah yeah your, you're putting your name to it and yeah and that so yeah well well um yeah like i said i was asking for selfish reasons yeah, yeah but yeah. What, so you say what, what are you doing for this apprenticeship yeah your mature apprenticeship or adult apprenticeship? yeah what so mechanical fitting yeah okay yeah yeah so i sort of um started that about nearly two years ago now so oh, okay. yeah i just wanted to sort of do something that could um lead to me getting better jobs once i do leave the pilbara yeah uh rather than just being a ta or a shunter or you know yep. which is which i was before you know yeah and it's just sort of so hard to leave a job where you earn good money only working six months of the year but yeah you know that the um if i was to leave i'd end up being a shit kicker again pretty somewhere much somewhere else and spend the money that you that you've made yeah that's right yeah, yeah. and you get used to a certain lifestyle you know so you do man i've been big on that one lately Oof. about um <clears throat> we sold our house a couple of years ago and that car behind us i'm trying to use as a windbreak at the moment it's the only thing we've got i left as uh on a loan at the moment yeah um, i just want to own my shit yeah you know, it's too easy to get overextended you got yeah. money coming in and you just the bank's there willing to give you money and you yeah. want all the toys and all that kind of shit it's too easy to just rock up uh, to end up with a, a bunch of debt that you have to make a certain amount of money yep. to, to cover that nut every single fortnight or month or whatever it is you know yep. and i just see the same trap happening man oh over that's and it. over and over again and then you either um there's no i wouldn't i wouldn't say stuck here because i love being here but yeah it's nice to have options to do oh, I want to do something different in my life or do I want to go travelling for a year you yep. know I do I want to take the kids and, and drive around the country for a year something yep. like you're not doing that if you've got three cars and four nah. houses and you know like all the all the toys and the regos and all that kind of shit so yeah, that's you've got to be a bit smart man so that's sort of where I'm thinking at, at the moment and just see it happen to so many people just yeah, so overextended and then yep. you know, people get stressed out and then you feel like you're trapped in a certain job and all this kind of shit man so yep. I'm big on I'm big on that just yeah put money in the bank buy things with cash yeah. and yeah that's it eh? take the pressure off yourself don't sort of have someone you know a loan over your head that sort of yeah dictates what you're doing with your life living in one of the sort of wealthiest countries in the world and no one's yeah. got any money you know yeah so nah, up here right. people do but again it's that same cycle well you either do or you don't up here <laughs> yeah you know, well, that's you're true. either got you're driving around <laughs> with your bloody you know your 200 series and can't yep. really afford to do anything else. To do anything else, or you know, that's a lot of money. Or you're smart with your money, and you yeah. and you you know do all the right things. Yeah, so. yeah man. Uh, I'm the first. I'm in the first category. Oh, I'm trying to transition. <laughs> I'm trying to transition into into uh, yeah having some money behind me and not, not yeah. having the bills. But it is hard work, man, when everything's sort of just laid out for you. Yeah, you that's it. Right. Driving around with all the nice stuff and yep. camping, camping man, and all that kind of shit. So yeah, and you got to you got to kill the time. Well, not kill the time, but you got to have interests. You yeah. Know? Yep. For sure. So you know, if you don't have interests, you know, you sort of this town can be a. a a lonely place you know yeah man so you you you, you, have, you don't have a wife and kids then uh yeah i've got my missus you so do? i've been with her for well 
probably 15 years. Yeah, right. Like yep. Yeah, yeah. So uh, she moved up here in about 2012. I was doing FIFO f- for about a year, doing four and one back to Sydney. Yep. And it just got too much, so we just decided to pack mm. up the car, put everything in storage and, and drive over here. And, uh, yeah, been here ever since. She yeah. owns a pretty successful makeup business. So, yeah, okay. What's yeah. that? Um, Give it a shout-out. Mayraki Makeup. Mayraki Makeup. Yeah, so right. she's um, she's actually a really, really talented makeup artist. Yep. Uh, she also works for the town. Yeah, okay. At the JD, so, you know, she's always got a lot on her plate and pretty yep. busy, And but, she, you know, she loves it here. So You guys are obviously fairly independent then as well you know you're doing your own thing yeah quite a fair bit and yeah, yeah definitely it's a good healthy relationship yeah. yeah definitely you know like you know i've muay thai's my thing makeup's yeah. her thing so yeah. you know we sort of yeah balance each other out pretty good yeah she looks looks after me i guess <laughs> does she come on any of the trips overseas with you over to um she's been to a few yeah but the last last one she didn't and this one she won't be coming either but um only because, you know, basically all I do over there Train, is sleep. get up in the morning, yeah. go training, come back, have some lunch, sleep, get up, go in the afternoon, come back, have mm. something to eat and sleep again. Not much, so Not much fun to be around. Nah, nah. Well, I mean, we went in, it was May, something like that. So, and, you know, so we were just sort of doing different things. She was just laying by the pool all day yeah. while I was sort of training. And yeah. So it was good for her. Yeah. But, um... I wouldn't call it a, a holiday for her as such, you know. Yeah, so yeah. she'll probably come trouble. back in December. Yeah. If if I go in December, she'll come with me. I'd say. I get in trouble for planning all our holidays. Yeah. You know, my missus tells me they're, oh, they're all Dave holidays. And yeah. Like, oh, we'll plan something. Yeah. You know, like we've yeah. been to Melbourne to watch the UFC. I've been to Melbourne to watch Eminem as well. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah, and it was, you know, besides we've been to Bali a few times as well, but. Earlier in the year, I was down in Perth for the Chili Peppers concert and yep. stuff, you know, and she's riding me about all these Dave holidays. <laughs> um, and in the works of planning a girl's holiday away for her in October, yep. um, just, yeah, kick her out the house for a bit and say, because she, she's, not, she's not taking the initiative. So yeah. Like, you, go, you go do something and then free up a little bit more yeah, time for Push me her to, in the right direction. Yeah, and then, and then get another one in the book for me. You know, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, man, um, <clears throat> was, uh, I did have something to say about Oh, yeah, food. What do you eat when you're over there? Um, so, normally... It must be a big change to your diet. Yeah, yeah. So, I norm- I'm pretty... Um, I don't eat too much seafood or anything like that. Um, so, basically, just like chicken curry and stuff like mm. that. If I'm watching my weight, otherwise, coffee club, Maccas. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, basically. So, the rice doesn't doesn't put weight on you when you're... Nah, because I'm burning it. Yeah. 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 So I, I need feel. carbs good with, with yeah. what I'm doing. So, yeah. and generally, when I train overseas, so I'll get up in the morning and I won't eat before I train. Because mm. if I do, it has to be two hours at least before I, st- I train. Otherwise, yeah. I'll probably be sick everywhere. Mm. Yeah. So I'll get up and I train on an empty stomach pretty much and then come home, uh, have a shower, probably another hour and a half and then I'll eat so it's probably about 12 just 12 to let your body, just to let your system calm down a bit yeah yeah so it's probably about 12 30 in the day before I eat so yeah. eat something and then go back have a sleep up at 3 30 train from 4 till 6 mm. and then yeah same thing come back have a shower eat probably 7 30 and that's it so I'm only eating twice a day yeah right 
but you know feeds. a lot of carbs. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you need to. I need to burn those carbs. I mean, I've I've done low carb diets and stuff before, and just really drains drains my energy. Mm. Yeah, man, the diets are a funny thing. Is everyone's different? Yeah. Like, you know, there's no perfect diet, and there's, no. there's no one diet for all, all different people either. Myself, I do well with a, a, a decent amount of carbs, not yep. heaps, just because it bloats me, slows me down a bit. Yeah. But I'm fine on carbs. And and I eat heaps of fat, like as in good fats and yeah, stuff like that. But yep. for me, you know, my vice is definitely sugar. I'm bad yeah, with the oh, sugar, man. I'm the same. And now having kids, I got I got pretty good there for a little while, for yeah. maybe a couple of years, a little sweet spot. And really, all I had was uh, some dark chocolate, a couple of maybe four squares a, a night. Yeah. Um, and there was no other sugar in my diet really. And then we had kids, and then they start, the sugar starts coming back into the yeah. pantry. And I don't have that good of self-control, man. I've always said, like, <laughs> people say to me, oh, you eat really well and all this kind of shit. I say, it's it's, it's the shopping centre, man. I'm, yep. I'm good in the shopping centre. That's yep. where I got my discipline. Stay out of the middle. Yes. Yeah. you know what you want. That's you know? so true. <laughs> yeah, going to go in there. The like first aisle the, and the last aisle. Yeah, know, man. Stick, you need, really. stick around the outside all your meat and your fresh veg and food yep. and all that kind of stuff. Um, you're going to go in the middle, go in with the plan. Okay, I'm going in here to grab some pasta and some, you know, some pasta sauce or so yeah. whatever it is, man, and keep going because that's where all the shit is and the oh, boxes yeah. and all the advertising. And it looks good when you look over at it. And if I start putting that crap in my trolley, well, I'm going to eat it. Yeah, time. exactly. Yeah, especially the chocolate, man. I'm, chocolate is bad for me. So yep. I've been struggling with that a little bit lately. It's not my weight. Like I work out enough um, to, to burn it and, yep. and, and I'm sort of cut breakfast out of my my daily meals now as well which yep. was a big one for me like I'd always loved breakfast but it was slowing me down yep. so I'm pretty lean and everything you know it's just for how I feel yeah. you know, it slows me down and it's I'm about nutrition eh not yeah, so man. much a diet but fuel, just giving fuel. your body what it needs you know so. and, and with the I've got the, the bad joints myself I've, got, yeah. I've dislocated my right shoulder about 25 times the left one about 20 um, I went down for a uh, reconstruction about uh, it was before we had my boy, so six or seven years ago. They flew me down from here, um, and I was supposed to go and have the reconstruction. I'd been to see the specialists, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, I went under the anaesthetic, and I woke up, and oh, that doesn't feel too bad at all. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. And then the doctor came in, and I said, so how did the surgery go? And he goes, oh, we couldn't do it, mate. I said, oh, oh. no, why not? And he goes, uh, you've got no cartilage left on your on the bones at all, um, and where the you've got your ball and your socket joint, and then there's like a uh, a plate of cartilage that goes inside yep. that socket, and then that's all gone. And when my shoulder's dislocated so many times, it hits that bone yeah. on the way out. So yep. I've got a little. I knew I had a little crescent moon shaped chip out of the socket, yep. yeah, but now, now it's grown like calcium spurs. You know, like you do yeah, when you break a bone. Yeah, so, yeah. so the socket's actually nice and deep. I don't pop them out anymore. I haven't popped the shoulder for about four years. Uh, no longer. I haven't popped shoulder for about five years, five and a half years. Yep. But um, so they couldn't actually pop it out either. Yeah. So no cartilage in there, which means it's going to be cactus no matter what they do, mm. and they couldn't pop it out because those bones were. So they said you need you need a shoulder replacement, man which is not something you do to someone when they're 30. No, no. Um, and I'm just hoping, waiting on uh, stem, cell, stem cell therapies and stuff, yep. man. Like, we can, I'm pretty sure they can regrow cartilage now, you know, yep. and then maybe sort the ligaments out later if it's, if it's still an issue. But yep. I've got the shoulders. Um, it was pretty disappointing flying down, having all that oh, all that man. effort, man, and then coming back and just was exactly the same. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, pretty pretty disheartening. Eh? Yeah, yeah. And then the hands, man, my, like I'm starting to get arthritis in my, in my hands as yep. well now. Yeah. Um, 
I haven't even I haven't been hitting a bag for for, for my, I haven't hit a bag for six months or something now. Yeah. But I, don't, I imagine that wouldn't do me too many favors at the moment. But nah. if I don't eat the right foods, it all gets worse. Sugar, yeah, sugar, you know, everything everything inflames and blows up, man. I know it does, doesn't it? Time. Yeah, yeah, it really does. It it's sort of um, yeah, you, you get a lot of aches and pains. Yeah, and systemic inflammation, man. You know, you yeah. hear people talk about it, and you get a little bit older, and you start. Oh, I can actually feel that if I've been having too much sugar, my knees and my shoulders and hands all starts cramping up, and, yeah. and you know, obviously I'm. Yeah, you think it's bullshit, eh? Until it's sort of you're like, hang on, maybe that's why I'm bloody sore all the time. Yeah, maybe that's what's <laughs> going on, man. And and same with like the um, uh, fish oils and glucose, I mean, all that. I smash yep. all that stuff, and you know, you can't, you don't feel anything. But yep. if I stop taking it for a week, I'll, I'll, I'll notice real bad in my yeah. shoulders. You know, start start losing range of motion, and I wake up and they're just aching and yeah. shit. So, so yeah, so maybe it is working. You just don't realise it. It's working. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you supplement with anything? Not really, eh? I mean, I probably should. Fish oil is really um, good for your, for your joints, man, at least. Fish and oil. magnesium. Magnesium like for I've, cramps and stuff. I've been cramping up a lot oh, lately. That'll solve, that'll solve it. Like, I've been drinking, <laughs> probably not drinking enough water. But, um, you know, I'll be laying on the lounge and I'll be like, oh, cramp. And then I'll, because that's cramped up, I'll try and stretch it and then I'll get a cramp in my Somewhere foot. Somewhere else. Just grabbing the magnesium, man. Yeah, Even water's not going to put the um, the minerals back in. Nah, that's right. You're sweating yeah. out all those minerals, man. So, yeah. Um, that was a massive one for me because I was the same. I was getting cramps. Yeah. Just started, and I remember a mate of mine. He's a local fella around here. He plays footy. Yeah. And he was having real bad cramps. So I was stopping him playing and everything. And I yeah. said, oh. And I just sort of casually said, "Oh, and I guess you're obviously like supplementing with with magnesium already." Eh? And he goes, "No, no, no." Fuck, man, you got to have magnesium. Yeah. Two weeks later, he's like, "Oh, dude, I started having." He has a tablet every day, and then yep. he has the powder before he plays. He goes, yep. "I haven't had a cramp since." I said, "Yeah." True. I said, "Man, I didn't realize that you weren't." doing that it's yeah. massive it's yeah. massive yeah Maybe I, should, I should get onto that eh? I should get just, onto just that. pop one each day man and the fish oil for your joints it's it is definitely makes a difference yeah and then yeah if you if they're still happening or you're you're pumping out a lot of sweat yeah save some of the powder before you train yeah definitely goes, i mean i'm a bit i'm a big system. sweater so yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i really i really should <laughs> a nice puddle around you when oh, you're hitting the bag and the pads and that. Yeah. yeah i feel sorry for whoever holds pads for me because they eat a lot of my sweat yeah it's definitely a primal <laughs> thing mate when you're training you just got to cop that stuff eh? Just yeah try it's actually, your mouth it's closed actually a bit. i say it's my secret weapon because if so, if you kick me <laughs> You're probably going to slip over. <laughs> yeah, there's something really nice about holding the mitts for someone and there's sweat just flying off of every time oh, yeah. you hit it and you're just copping it in the mouth. Yeah, the eyes. And eyes stuff, and you just yep. switch off. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. I imagine it's even worse doing like jujitsu or something when they're lying yeah. on top of you. It is just like just, dripping yeah. into their face. Oh, yeah. oh, thanks. You can keep that. <laughs> Actually, I am interested in jujitsu, but... Yeah. There's nowhere to do it in town or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's a timing thing too, man. Like, fuck, I just... It is, and like if you really want to become good at something, you've got to dedicate the hours to it. So yep. I mean, you know, it's it's all right if you want to learn something new, and but if you really want to sort of get good at it and progress, mm. I mean, you've got to put the hours in. So yep. I mean, you know, if you don't have that time, it's kind of hard. Especially you know, you got kids and stuff like that. It's hard yeah. to dedicate kids, and we both work full time and yeah, stuff. Like, yeah, so yeah, when yeah. I find that I'm I'm really it's a, man, balance has been the biggest, hardest thing for me to get over the last few years. Like, yep. I've got the, I've got the drive and everything. I could, um, I could be down the gym every single day, and I could be down at Muay Thai on Tuesday and Friday mm. nights every. Se- but yep. then I'm being selfish, and I know it's paying off on my family. Yeah, they that's right. Up the slack, and then it starts grinding between me and the misses, and yep. it's like fuck. It's just to find that that middle ground so yeah, hard definitely. man where I'm doing the right thing by them and I want to be around them too yeah you know? definitely like, I'm doing the right thing by them spending time with my kids 
and looking after myself like it is hard to find the sweet spot and i've caught yeah. it just a little bit I had to admit that as a this stage of my life with kids the way they are I, I, i'm just gonna have that just middle range of fitness i'm fit i'm yeah. healthy i'm moving you know i do something a couple yeah. you know three to four times a week i'm training and that's kind of where i'm at in my well life, that's it know? i mean as long as you're you're looking after your body mm. still moving yeah mentally you know like you need you it's need massive to you for need my mental man yeah. training if i don't train for a week oh yeah different guy yeah you know? and but also it, like you're saying if you're not sort of training towards something it's kind of hard to keep pushing for a motivation you know so yeah if you're not training towards something, there's, I mean, that, that's probably the perfect amount to train, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, well, that's right, man. It is hard to to stay motivated sometimes if I'm yeah. not setting little goals for myself, whatever yep. whatever it is, you know. So cardio is one at the moment. I need yeah. to get my cardio back up. I've been thinking about doing some F45 classes. Yeah, there, it's really, really good. I used to do a lot of F45. Yeah. And, yeah, I definitely rate it. Yeah, it's like... Um, different type of fitness too mm. functional like fitness yeah really body. explosive you yeah. know you'll, you'll find that um you know your core will just mm. you tighten up that that bit more you know like i've always been able to get through you know three minute rounds pretty quickly but yeah. you do a tabata sort of thing like their timing sometimes you know i think it's athletic or i think it's 20 seconds on 10 seconds off something yeah. like that you do that i mean it really It'll hammer you, you mm. know, <laughs> just that, that small amount of break. Yeah, I think that might be the thing to get me excited and, and yeah, get my, my um, cardio to the next level again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Dude, we've done 53 minutes. Yep. So is there anything else you wanted to talk about or bring up or? Not really, not that I can yeah. think of, no. Yeah. And I, I did ask you already about the, the gym, so there's no other sort of big plans for that coming up in the future or anything? Not or at the moment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at the start of the year, I was trying to... Um, I was in talks with Karatha Kickboxing to try and get them to come up and have an interclub day, and and we um, we did do a few uh, sparring nights and stuff like that. But uh, you know, at the moment, I think keep it simple. Yep. Keep our keep our classes ticking over. Yep. And I think the people that are coming to our classes are actually getting probably more out of it now than what what we have been so yep. I'll keep it simple as it is at the moment and sort of keep my training up so I can you know transfer those skills across to the other guys and yeah 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 but as far as um yeah. I bet the whole gym lifts when you're training for a fight like this you get the vibe there it can I can do I think a lot of people like to see me suffer as well <laughs> because you know there was a time there where I was just sort of sitting back going okay 50 sit-ups or 100 knees and they're just like you bastard yeah, you know yeah. and I'm just standing there like yeah. not even sweating or anything Mate, I, I don't think there is something sadistic <laughs> about, about Muay Thai trainers man they just love putting the hurt on people yeah, like as yeah. In, I guess, yeah we used to have to rock up to 100 burpees now yeah. push ups 100 sit ups all that kind of stuff yep. and you say the 100 knees and it's yep. just like jeez and then you start training and then you start training it's like and your arms yep. are already feeling dead and you got to hit mat mitts or hold your head up and you know, hold your hands up it's yep. like yeah, it's, it's definitely some sadistic shit oh, going yeah. on there. Just that look on someone's face when you say something ridiculous like, you know, oh, 400 knees on the bag and they're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> but, you oh, know, man. it's all about you, you can push your body to, yeah. to, to, you know, to places it's never been before. Yeah, no, you really you can. You just need people to, to expose you to that, you know? Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's 
knowing where, where your limit is is one thing. Uh, having someone else make you push through it is, is another. You don't yeah. realise where your limits really are until you've been forced to push through them, you know? Yeah. You think you're training hard, you think you're pushing yourself, yeah. and then someone comes along and goes, nah, doing this, you're doing this, you're doing yeah. this, you're not finished yet, you got more and more and more, and you think, there's no way I can do it. Then yeah. At the end of it, you go, oh, well, I guess I've just been a bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But see, I mean, a lot of the classes that we run as well, like, you know, I, I never try and push people past their, where they really want to go. Yep. Uh, you know, I always encourage people to, to you know, go hard and everything, but, you know, I want them to turn up yeah, next the week. next session as well. Yep. So I don't want them to sort of come in and especially new people. Yeah, you've got a lot of like, do beginners something and stuff and then, down there, right? And then yep. they can't move for the next three days. Yeah. You know, they're probably not going to want to come back. Yeah. So yep. keep it fun. Keep it, you know, when they when they leave, they've learned something new mm. and had a good workout, you know. Yeah. And then the people that are more advanced, well, then you know, yeah, pun- it, punish yeah, those guys. Yeah, get a bit of punishment. Yeah, that's <laughs> the way, man. <laughs> All right, dude. So how long till the fight exactly? When's what's the date again? Uh tenth of October. Tenth of October, man. So yeah, good luck, October. man. I'll be following that journey. Cheers, and, man. Um, I hope you get the win. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's really good having a chat to you. Thanks for giving no us your time, man. Appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Hey. Thanks again for having me. Legend. Yeah, man. No worries. Too easy. Anytime. Anytime you want to come on and have a chat, you want to come yep. on after your fight. No, no dramas, man. Yeah. It'd be good. Depending on the outcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, mate. Any, anything time you want to have a chat, now um, it's open door policy. So. Cheers, brother. Appreciate it, awesome. man. Cheers. Cheers, man. Thank you.